Welcome into another episode of OESA's Automotive Insiders. I'm Jason Stein, host of SiriusXM's Cars and Culture on Business Channel 132. In this new age of propulsion, one key element that is rising to the top for most companies is the ability to be powertrain agnostic. Betting on one side of the consumer world versus another is a dangerous proposition when consumer acceptance is still relatively unknown and unresolved. Stone Ridge is a company trying to take a lead in being that agnostic player. As the industry shifts toward more electrification, Stone Ridge is a company trying to take a lead in being that agnostic player. As the industry shifts toward more electrification, Stone Ridge expects its products to be 85% drivetrain agnostic by 2025, whether it is ICE, hybrid, or electric. It wants to align its growth strategy with the megatrends of the industry. Today, we'll provide a window into Stone Ridge's organizational strategy, its growth priorities around control devices, EV capabilities, and powertrain actuation opportunities. Jim Zeiselman, President, Control Devices Division at Stone Ridge, talks about a changing world on this week's episode of OESA's Automotive Insiders. Jim, it's a pleasure to be with you. Welcome you. to the Detroit Auto Show. Thank and, you. Good uh, to be here. Thanks for being on Automotive Insiders. It's my pleasure. So tell me just a little bit about Stone Ridge's, um, I guess, the, the impact that you want to make here at the show, yeah. okay. uh, the messaging that, that you want yeah. to share uh, okay. with the audience. Well, Stone Ridge is a, is a broad company, and it's really made up of uh, two different segments, you know, one focused in the electronic space and one focused uh, more in the mechanical space. And we really want to talk a lot about uh, the transformation that we've made within Stone Ridge, uh, especially in the mechanical space, to move much more toward electrification uh, in the portfolio of products that we offer. The topic of the day. Yeah, topic of the day. Yeah, it is. What is happening in the industry? (laughs) If you don't move with it, you've got to move away, right? Exactly. (laughs) So? So, yeah, so uh, when you're looking uh, carefully at, at, uh, you know, our product lines within the, the control devices side, Maybe I'll start with what we're not, right? You're not going to hear you know me talking about electric motors or battery chemistry or that sort of thing. There's a lot of companies that do that, and you know we never worked in internal combustion engines or transmissions or fuel systems either, sort of the ICE equivalent. Instead, you know we have a lot of product that enable the smooth, safe, reliable operation of vehicles, and now in the electrified space, and you know those those products really fall you know, into four categories. The actuation space, which you know, we can get into some detail on. Uh, the sensor space, right, which is uh, you know, very, very important uh, for us. Uh, the valve, the valve space, the control valve space. And then the, the fourth one's really uh, connectors, um, basically connectors and switches, right? And that, that one, you know, we, it, there's some special uh, discussion to have there as well in terms of how that's impactful in the EV uh, side of the business. Most importantly, Jim, as the industry moves towards yeah. electrification, yeah. an important metric for you is that you expect that your products will be 85% driven uh, agnostically that's right. by 2025. So it, it doesn't right. matter which side that's, it fits. That, and there have been some cars that's right. out here that are both. Right, right. And, you, and you have to play it that way, right? You have to be developing at the platform level so that your products, in fact, are agnostic to the driveline type. So they can be applied to ICE, they can be applied to hybrid vehicles, they can be applied to pure electrics. And as indicated, as you've uh, read, uh, we are 85% or very close to being 85% agnostic already. And um, so that, 
you know, that takes, you know, appropriate strategy within the company to make sure that you're not, uh, you know, designing product that is so unique that's only applicable in the ICE space. And it also makes it safe because, you know, we all see the projections for the rollout of electric vehicles. You know, certainly different in China than Europe and certainly different than what we're seeing here in North America, probably the slowest of the three rollouts. But those are just projections, right? And there's a lot of things that go around whether or not those projections are, you know, truly accurate. And, uh, you know, can you get the raw materials? Uh, you know, can, do you have the infrastructure to support the electric vehicles? So we're perched well to really move toward the electrified space just as is projected, or if ICE hangs around longer than anticipated at the moment, we're also good there because of the agnostic nature of the overwhelming majority of the products within Stone Ridge. You mentioned actuators uh, yes. earlier. Mm -hmm. And you, you basically said that you design for tomorrow. Yes. And that your actuators and the disconnection technologies are platform focused. Yes. In ways that apply across a broad range right. of vehicle architectures. There's a lot of talk of architectures mm -hmm. these days. Elaborate a little bit more on that. Yeah. So, you know, think about the transformation of, um, I'll say, functions on vehicles. And I'll start with maybe, you know, one of the more obvious ones. We all drove cars 20 years ago that when you shifted from so-called park to any other gear, reverse neutral drive, et cetera, you had to physically pull a lever or move a, a console lever that, that moves something mechanically to allow for those functions to occur, for you to go into the right gear. Sure. Many cars today, if not most, have moved already to an electrified version of that. So there's you know, an electric you know, uh, button lever knob you know, above the carpeting, and below the carpeting there are various mechanisms, various actuators, that allow for the function of either you know, creating the movement to the drive position or the reverse position. And importantly, in electric vehicles where you know, there essentially is no transmission, uh, the park position. There's no transmission in an electric vehicle, but you still have to park it. Right? You still have to get that vehicle to a point where it can't move and shouldn't really be using the brakes. Right? In today's ICE engines, you don't use the brakes. You use a pin through a hole that you know, mechanically fixes that vehicle in place. You have to do that same kind of thing on an electric vehicle and find a way to do that as well. That also takes actuation. So, so in these shift uh, technologies, you really see them falling into two categories. Yeah, so one is uh, park by wire or the park lock actuation, and the other one is shift by wire, which would you know, encompass going uh, into any gear, but also typically uh, into the full park position as well. And again, the products, we talked about, uh, you know, this platform base and the agnostic nature. You know, a good example of this is our, what we call the integrated park module, right? And this part uh, is applied across a broad range of electric, hybrid, and conventional vehicles. And for example, the Ford Mustang Mach-E, uh, the Ford Lightning, uh, these vehicles have that technology. So too is it placed on vehicles like the Ford Escape, which clearly isn't a pure electric vehicle. Uh, it can be, right? But it also, you know, hovers in the in the more conventional space as well. So that that particular product in production was launched, you know, a couple years ago. Uh, that particular product is applicable broadly. is one of our, you know, first and most important agnostic products in the market today. The most important thing I think, Jim, is that you see opportunities in electrification, like others, mm -hmm. but. Those opportunities stem from the new technologies, new markets, and new regulations. That's right. So it's a wide open playing field yeah. that, um, that you're racing to fill. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And I think, you know, in many ways, uh, organizations have to look at um, 
you know, these changes, these movements toward electrified vehicles as an opportunity, right? And e even for products that perhaps are more conventional, right? For example, you know, we have a, a temperature sensor product line. You think, okay, temperature sensors, you know, they're, they're primarily focused in the space of, uh, you know, of internal combustion engines because they're for coolant temperature or cylinder head temperature. But when you think about it, you know, in an electric vehicle, uh, you have a very big challenge for thermal management on batteries, right? How do you in, in a, make sure that you get a, a sufficient range and, and the proper efficiency from a battery? You make sure that that battery pack is temperature controlled properly within a certain range. So there's very sophisticated uh, thermal management systems on electric vehicles that use actuators to control fluid flow and use temperature sensors for feedback and controllers that provide the overall, uh, I'll say, sensing and, and um, delivery of signals to the various control actuators so that that, uh, that thermal management is effective. So, uh, so that's you know, a, a good way where you could transition from uh, a technology that is maybe at first glance considered to be ICE specific and get that really well applied uh, in the electric space. And frankly, it's a greater opportunity in the electric space, for example, on sensors, because there's many more of them right. in those thermal management systems yes. than what you have on, on conventional engines today. How about autonomous? Where yes. are the opportunities for you there? Yeah, yeah. so aut autonomous is, the, is really, you know, I'll, I'll call it an extension of the electric space. So you know, where there are actuation needs in autonomous, uh, you know, we are there and ready with our platform technology, whether it be electromagnetic or electromechanical, to, to serve that, that uh, functionality as well. And, you know, in autonomous, you go to a new level of actuation, right? Because you must have actuations for steering. You must have actuation for braking. Everything is uh, actuated contr actuator controlled uh, in the space of, uh, of the autonomous vehicle. So yes, well perched there also. And, and greater opportunity as well. You have transformed the company to a great extent. I mean, it's, it is well diversified by segment, end market, geography, customer. What are you looking at over the next couple of years in, in terms of your own, uh, you know, Stone Ridge's growth and its investment in the industry? Yeah, uh, Stone Ridge is, is uh, committed to invest uh, in the industry, both on the autonomous and the electric side. Uh, we're committed to making that investment uh, in a way that is Again, cognizant that the projection for electric vehicle as well as autonomous vehicle implementation can be variable uh, by the nature of how we're attacking the problems at the platform level. Um, you know, we're going to grow the company and grow the company very substantially. And uh, we are not concerned about the move uh, from ICE to electric. We look at, it, look at that as a major opportunity for this company. Wonderful. Thank yeah. you for sharing your right. thoughts today. And uh, thanks for being at the Detroit Auto Show. Again, my pleasure. Thank thanks, you very Jim. much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's this episode of Automotive Insiders. Remember to follow the program wherever your favorite podcast appears. Thanks again to my guest, Jim Zeiselman, President, Controlled Devices Division at Stone Ridge. And thanks for listening to OESA's Automotive Insiders. I'm Jason Stein. We'll talk to you again next time.